Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. about Riverdale that is taped in a cabin in the dark with all of our friends who we're making out with. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. Boy, this cabin is creepy. I just need someone to keep me warm, especially my lips. I'm Pete. Let's talk about our show that we're talking about here, huh? Sure. So this is Riverdale After Dark. We are back after a break, just as the show Riverdale is on The CW. This was... A big episode. This was a crazy episode as a usual. Lot. Yeah, this a lot is a good way of describing it. A lot went on. There's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into it, though, what, Pete? Uh, I just I wanted to talk about the beginning so bad. I'm, I'm biting. I'm, I'm, well, we got to do a little bit of recap. It's been a month. So here exactly is what is going on in the town of Riverdale. There's a lot of stuff that's been happening. Uh, Jughead has brought the political situation in the town to a head. The mayor has left her position at the head of Riverdale. Uh, The serpents are about to be kicked out of their trailer park by Hiram Lodge. The lodges are doing many nefarious things throughout town where they're buying up pieces of town. Also, uh, Archie is working fully for the lodges now and dating Veronica. Betty and Jughead are back together, and Cheryl's mom is a courtesan. And I think that pretty much covers it. The rest of it we'll probably talk about in the episode, but uh, why don't we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. That's 100% right. Is there anybody here that'd like to speak first? Alex? Uh, Justin, do you want to? All right, so I'd like to. I cede the mic to Pete. Uh, I would like to talk about. (laughs) It's like it's been a month and you don't even follow our rules of order as we laid out in the Parliament of Riverdale after dark. Hear ye, hear ye. (laughs) The floor welcomes Pete LePage for opening remarks. I second here. Beat the page for opening remarks. All right, we could we could have already been talking about it. All right, so we start with what I call the montage of yes, Betty, you have a super creepy brother montage. Open up your eyes. You're so much smarter than this in every other aspect. Yet you are completely blind to how creepy your goddamn brother. I just want to say that name is too long. Yeah, it's a long (laughs) name for a segment. He does eat cereal weird. I'll give you that. Yeah, I this segment was ridiculous. So they show 
horror movie style chick popping in and out of places, popping in and out of shots. He's clearly creeping it up. There's my favorite shot is Betty is leaving for the day and he's faded in the background and just waving bye-bye to her from the stairs like a creepazoid. It's, there's something going on with Chick and they need to build something going on with Chick because we talked about this like Yes, he is a male hooker. Yes, he's done cab stuff. They got very upset at him. They're like, and you've been doing drugs? And the, But the entire time, from the first moment they met him, he was like, I am living in a horrible hotel doing tricks, turning tricks, and doing drugs. Like, they knew that. Doing li- tricks? Yes, doing tricks for kids. That's the serial. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing surprising about his behavior, so we got to get. What do you think's going on with him? Uh, well, there in this montage uh, that Pete so so aptly named, it was he seemed. It's almost campy, like it sort of a, becomes a joke by the end of it. So, um, I do think like he his presence has to amount to something. I actually think it will be a redemptive arc, and I think Chick is going to come out and somehow save the day. No, he's. Uh, you can't put this much work into him being creepy and then be like, nope, you were just looking into things too much. No, he is super creepy. Also, he threatens motherfucking Jughead, like right to his face. Jughead's like, oh, God, I didn't see you there being creepy. And then he threatens Jughead. And then Jughead doesn't bring it up to anyone because why the fuck would you? We work just as hard to make you the creepy one on this show, and it's paying off. Dividends, and huge dividends. We get paid so much money for that. I'm the least creepy. By the way, did out you collect the taxes for the month? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, yes. Let's move forward into the tax collection. <laughs> uh, but first, a quick divergence into Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after this montage, I guess a bunch of stuff happens. I don't know if it even really necessarily matters because the main thrust of the episode is everybody goes to a remote cabin. Yeah, we get to uh, some some check in with the blossoms. <laughs> Uh, they have a fucked yeah. up breakfast too. It's not a, it, you know, Veronica was like, yeah, this cabin's rustic. Fuck you, rustic. There's a hot tub and a pool and all these amazing, uh, and like, don't say rustic and then go to a, an amazing. Well, it's the lodge lodge. Rustic it, means in the woods, and yeah, that's what it lovely is. Lovely view. Yeah. But you need to live a more lodge lifestyle. I feel like you're living like a lodge uh, lodge. You're living Actually, like a Papa Poutine when you need to be living like an <laughs> Iron Lodge. So. Before we get there, actually, uh, just because it's a little briefer, it's a little easier to get through, I want to talk about Kevin Keller's plotline. I yes. think we could talk about that, uh, which amounts to an advertisement for Love, Simon, the new movie that's coming out in theaters. A very subtle is, product placement there, yes, Riverdale. Yes, this is, in case you don't know, in that movie is directed by Greg Berlanti, who's the executive producer of Riverdale. So one of the more ridiculous product integrations I've seen, particularly because it leads several characters on a strong emotional journey. So I couldn't figure out how I felt about it because I liked how they used it, but the marketing aspect of all of it took me out of it at the same time. Yeah, I feel like they could have been a little bit more subtle, especially up top, because I don't mind them going, because they went to the movie as a as a, a part of the plot, which I think yeah. is fun and seeing on the marquee, great. It's more of the repeated saying of like, going to see the movie Love, Simon this yeah. weekend. Oh, is that sold out? Everybody wants to see Love, Simon. Simon, go see Love, Simon, now in theaters. Yeah. It's not in theaters yet. It's a little much. Yes. So Kevin Keller is dealing with his own stuff with Midge and Moose. Specifically, he used to hook up with Moose. Moose is now with Midge. Moose tells him that, yep, uh, Midge is totally cool with it. Turns out by the end, he's not. seem like she is. Yeah. What do you think? They're going to end up in a threesome, right? I mean, that seems to be what the implication is. It seems like everyone's very cool with everything that's happening. Yeah. Well, Moose 
didn't tell Midge, so Midge doesn't know. So that's potentially going to come out at some point. But it still seems like because you have to assume the most craziest thing is going to happen that, yeah, they're probably going to have some sort of three way open relationship, I think. Uh, yes, I think that's definitely. No, uh, you say no. I have no fucking idea. Oh, you don't know? <laughs> oh, you have no opinion on it whatsoever. Well, I mean, the way it was just—it seemed like uh, Moose. It seemed like Moose and Kevin were like, "Oh yeah, this is totally, this is totally a thing," and then um, it it wasn't. So I don't. It seems like she's in the dark. So that's a tough reveal if you don't actually know all the information. All right. Well, let's move on from the Kevin Keller plot. I mean, this is just like the comics, guys. We got Archie working for um, a gang run by Hiram Lodge. Uh, We've got Betty hiding a murder. murder, Jughead trying to find intel on Hiram Lodge. It's just the comics we're seeing on screen. That's true. It is the comics we grew up knowing and loving. So Archie and the gang head up to the Lodge Lodge. Uh, Uh, Sorry, Cheryl. Couples only. Yes. And of course, uh, after she's told that, Cheryl takes her revenge later yeah. on, which we'll get to in a moment. Great uh, phone call she couples made. head up to the lodge. Uh, the Archie tells the bodyguard, okay, just, you know, hang by. We got it. We're good. He does... This is a little thing, but I actually... I know we were just making fun of this show being ridiculous and not true to the comic books at all, but Archie is carrying, like, 45 bags as they walk in, yeah. which is, like, classic Archie movie. That was fun. I yes. think that was fun. But that was also kind of demeaning to Archie, where everybody else got to walk away and she was like, Archie, get the bags. Yep, that's literally what Archie is. He's yeah. the guy that's always carrying the bags for his rich girlfriend. Right. Uh, I, how about the Twin Peaks sound alike music as they were driving up? I feel like this was definitely something they were putting on the episode. Yeah. Uh, fun. Well, this is, and we'll get to this in a little bit, but it was crazy to me how this episode was structured like Mostly teen drama until about 10 minutes before the end when it went completely off the rails. But let's yeah. let's talk about the teen drama stuff first. So they get to the cabin. Immediately Jughead gets a phone call, as you mentioned, Pete, from Cheryl, who says, by the way, I know you guys are having a fun time on your couple's weekend. But uh, you know, of course, that Betty and Archie kissed outside my house with tongue. The, with tongue. The Barchi kiss blows up. Oh, ruining bye. the lodge getaway. Cheryl dropping bombs. Archie right. bomb. And uh, it actually doesn't create much of a bomb, but more like a, a ripple. A ripple. A, a ripple, but you know honesty equals sex, as we learned in this episode. <laughs> and always throw a little WD-40 on your bed. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> I, I know we're watching a teen drama about teens who have sex or whatever, but that part grossed me out a little bit. Not to be... Really? Like, yeah. That part grossed you out? Yeah. Oh, my God. So... While Betty and Jughead are having this emotional conversation in their room, Archie and Veronica talk about how, like, hey, isn't it cool that we're totally cool with the fact that you kissed? That's awesome. And then Betty and Jughead in the middle of their conversation here. To be fair, that could have meant anything, Alex. And I'm a little grossed out by your uh, implication that they were somehow uh, doing something inappropriate. Oh, no, 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 no. It sounded like mice to me. And mice creep me out. Mice having sex. Yes. (laughs) Mice (laughs) fucking. Oh, man, yeah. That is creepy. Yeah, how do you uh, we think learned they make the mouse hole. Excuse me. What? Never. <laughs> uh, we learned this episode that Veronica makes a horrible margarita, just absolute shit. Yeah. What is what is her flavor of margarita? That's the wrong color for what it should be. Yeah. Whatever it is. Was really? it a jalapeno margarita? Yes, or? jalapeno, and it was like Sonic green. Oh God, that was terrible. That, uh, you, I can't believe you even noticed that. That hey, was. That's the kind of shit that makes television. 
Yeah, authenticity. That's what we're looking for, really, in Riverdale yeah, this, more than anything else. This, yeah, show, yeah, yeah, this show is here. unbelievable because of shit like that. Everything else makes total sense, like how they went for a swim when the place was fucking lousy with candles. <laughs> Who lit those candles? They did. Bullshit. What are you thought? You think they should have burned the place down? Too many candles. Oh, how? What is the appropriate amount of candles? Zero. Why, un- we, why are we talking about this? Can we talk about the things weekend. that actually happened? Because this whole episode was about the candle swim. Nobody was. No, this was nothing to do with the candle swim. All right. Uh, I want to talk about the fact that I thought it was hysterical how they got a little revenge for the kiss. It was like, hey, you two got to kiss, so we should probably kiss. Are you talking to me? No, no, I'm not oh, talking. Sorry, I thought you were getting revenge. Like, well, no, Alex and I kissed. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy that we kissed? It is crazy. <laughs> I was completely honest with Pete, and I think it was totally Yeah, it didn't affect our Jedi marriage at all. Yeah, sweet. Uh, so what did you guys think about this? So as you mentioned, Jughead and Veronica kiss to get revenge. We get a little uh, Vughead action, yeah. if you will. Nope, uh, it's not Vughead. It's Jug Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, don't, I don't know. Happy Jug Hanukkah, to you. Yeah. <laughs> that's why there's again. all the candles because there's eight days of <laughs> Jug Hanukkah. You're right. That's a great point. I can't yeah, believe it was the last much. day of Jug Hanukkah <laughs> and they're celebrating it together. Yeah, you exchanged kisses. Eight days of kisses. Uh, I mean, obviously, hot tubs bring out dark Betty. Yes. I. Oh, yes. We're going to get to that in a second, but I did like the fact that it was very clear that Jughead was creeped out about the kiss and that we're not in any way teasing a Jughead Veronica romance because to me, no. that's, that's a step too far. Like, Jughead Jughead and Betty, I'm willing to allow because they're great together in the show. They clearly have a lot of chemistry. But I know this happens on all teen dramas, but there's something about Jughead and Veronica legit getting together as a couple that is a classic teen drama move to take the outsider dude and the hot rich girl and put them together straight out of Gossip Girl, as Pete knows and loves to talk about all the time. Exactly. Straight out of Gossip Girl. Straight out of Gossip Girl. Uh, Nice album, by the way. I really liked it. (laughs) Can we get back to the fucking show, please? I'm straight out of Gossip Girl. Are you saying you don't celebrate Jug Hanukkah? Uh, I used to, but you know, I got to college and I just I started talking to people, <laughs> learned a couple of things, and I felt like I don't I don't know if I believe in this anymore. Uh, like I was saying, uh, hot tub seemed to be um, Betty's weakness. It makes her want to get out some crazy headwear. Dark Betty, dark Betty, that I was mean, fantastic, man. She has like a locker full of the wig, the black Why hood. At, Why are you mad at her locker full of? I'm just saying it's weird. She's it's weird to me. That she's I shit. was very excited to see the dark Betty wig come out. And then it was funny because Veronica's reaction when Betty told her she busted out the dark Betty wig was fantastic. She was kind of grossed out by it, which I thought was a cool moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, they later on we definitely see <clears throat> Veronica shit on the fact that they're doing some role play. But I thought that was sort of rude of Veronica. Yeah. Though. The yeah. nice thing about that scene, though, was we got to hear those mice again. It creeped me out a little bit, but I appreciated the callback. It's a great callback yeah. to, yeah. to the, the they mouse never boning. Beat off, though. You never got to see the mice in the house. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. Uh, well, I feel like next episode there'll be just a lot of mice. Do you think uh, the mice are the black hood? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they take the hood off, and it's just 5,000 recently sexed, <laughs> sexed up mice. That's how you get more mice. All right, can we get? Uh, can we move on? Uh, Archie does 5,000 push-ups a night, as we saw in he, this episode. Yeah, well, he was uh, frustrated, so he started doing push-ups, and I was like, I'm tired. I did like that cut. I like that cut going from funny. Betty and Jughead falling onto the bed to Archie doing push-ups on the floor. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot Fun of like editing. little touches like that in this episode that I felt like 
it's usually a very well filmed show, but this in particular was very well directed and yeah. very well put together. And also, it, it's a reference to the fact that Archie calls push ups sex practice. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what, and he's, as we know, he loves practice. Another classic Archie trope right out of the comic. Sex practice. What a goofy <laughs> issue. Yeah. He falls in that bucket of lube. <laughs> Anyways, can we move on, please? Uh, so then we have this backstory where Andre, the chauffeur, is like watching over them, yeah. unbeknownst to Veronica. Archie knows uh, Veronica's going out to watch Archie chop some wood. Uh, yes, you do. And Archie just goes off to like have a conversation. What the fuck are those two talking about? Yeah, yeah. I did appreciate, at the very least, Veronica calling them out for being the least sneaky per- people in the history of the world. Yeah. Because yeah. Archie is terrible with that. The way that he's chopping wood in plain sight looks directly in front of him. He's like, okay, there's nobody standing three or four inches in front of me. Yeah. Time to sneak off into the woods. He's terrible at this. Very Absolutely bad. terrible at this. But she gets kind of pissed about it, heads into town, meets the creepiest guy possible, and immediately is like, we're alone in a house. Goodbye. Which, of course, leads to a home invasion later on, uh, though a couple of things happen first. We should probably discuss, yeah, right? Uh, please. I want to talk about the Josie situation. Uh, but yes. We'll get back to that in a no. second, I think. Let's uh, we do stick have, to the uh, Jughead does a great breakdown of how weird it is that they're all friends, which I thought was actually really nice. That did yeah. feel like the comics in a genuine way, where it is like, yes, these four people, especially in the Riverdale world, where uh, Jughead and Betty are together, like, it's strange that they're all friends, but they are, and I think that's a nice uh, testament to their friendship. I agree with you. This We talked about this a couple of times on the podcast, but one of the crazier aspects of the show is how little we've seen Jughead and Archie together. Like, yeah. even when they were living together, there were a couple of conversations there, but for that to be one of the central friendships in Archie lore and not to show up on all of the show is kind of insane. Um, but it was really nice. I agree. They have a good chemistry together. I do like them. I do want to see them kiss at this point. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, it's also interesting that, uh, it feels like Archie and, and Jughead are almost enemies. Like they're like mm-hmm. a friendship that has been ruined by life or whatever. Uh, in this episode does, isn't, uh, doesn't Betty call Archie Jughead's third rail? Meaning yeah. like, so I thought that was really, well, that's the place that they started at the show yeah. that they were friends and then their friendship was ruined once he started boning Mrs. Grundy and yeah. they've never recovered from that. It, uh, the interesting part, I think of that from a plot perspective is the show hasn't made a lot of effort to actually repair that friendship. Like, there's a lot of other stuff that's been going on. They've been on their individual side missions and other things, but they haven't really worked together in any yeah. way. They haven't really tried to become friends again. Yeah, and it's weird because I, we're heading towards some, so you gotta think they're heading towards some sort of Betty Archie relationship, which is yeah. gonna only further split up uh, he and Jughead, so interesting. Yeah. Uh, Pete, did you want to talk about uh, Josie? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the shit that went down. With- the floor recognizes Pinky Page <laughs> to discuss Josie, member uh, of the cast of Riverdale. Seconded from this corner of the house, from the Congress of Alex Zalbin, oh. I recognize Pete LePage as talking about shut Josie up. of House Riverdale. All right, shut up. So, yeah, so Josie kind of freaks, uh, Josie freaks out about the, her mom knocking the boots with the sheriff, which I feel is justified, but then goes and tells Kevin to rain on his parade, which I think was a little bit over the line. And uh, yeah, and then we kind of have like a sit down and kind of like, hey, let's talk things out, which I thought was actually well done. 
I agree. I like both of these characters. I'm yeah. glad that they dealt with things in a responsible manner instead of murdering anybody or invading anybody's house or so like responsible giving for them teens. a sticky maple or something. Mm. It's crazy that that's what counts as responsible in this town, but I agree with you. It was a really nice, touching, emotional scene. It's a difficult conversation, but they're being very adult about it, and they really are the two characters that I would expect that to come from on the yeah. show. Uh, so that's good. And always... More Josie is always a good thing. She does not get enough screen oh, time yeah, by no, far. I love it every time I see her on screen. And more Cheryl. Yes. Yes. Well, wait, yes. We, before we get to Cheryl, because I feel like that's one of the big things of the episode we got to talk about, uh, let's get back to the Lodge Lodge and talk about things come to a head. Well, that's the thing. Never play Monopoly with your friends. It ruins everything. Really? Well, you're blaming the Monopoly for the yeah. home invasion. Yeah, the Monopoly <laughs> is going to put the jinx on everything nice in your relationship. If somebody knows that you're playing Monopoly, they know you got a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know how to handle money. What game do you recommend to play with friends? Spin the bottle? Jenga is a good one. Jenga! Yeah, yeah. A yeah. little less strategic uh, than... You know, there's, there's strip Jenga. There's a lot of versions of Jenga that are, are just as naughty as spin the bottle. If you're going to a party of Pete's, you're playing Jenga. <laughs> I, I actually am curious about this. Monopoly was certainly one that I liked playing as a kid. We would play long games together. Yeah. We never really got too upset about Are you it. serious? There's plenty of things we got into it as a family, but not Monopoly. What, oh, what games? No. Monopoly would end Number in one? giant brawls and just... Giant yeah, brawls? Yeah, Monopoly Didn't was you, the worst. Hold on, though. You were telling us, this was just a couple of weeks ago, you threaten your brother's daughter's life over a Trivial Pursuit game, right? Yep. <laughs> not, wow. not, so not his daughter's life, his life in front of his daughter. Yeah, you were holding his daughter at the time. At the time, right. And I said I'd throw her nicely on the couch and then pummel him into the ground. That is one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard. Well, you know, Trivial Pursuit gets people worked up. Worse, I would say worse than that is Monopoly. Huh. Worse? Monopoly? Yeah. Wow. I can't imagine what you would have said to your brother if you were playing that game. So they all get pissed off at each other. They start yelling at each other. All the anger that has been bubbling up under the surface starts coming out. And just as things get as bad as you possibly think they can, home invasion! Yeah. Exactly. And what color hoods were those guys wearing? Black. Uh-oh. <laughs> Except not really, because it doesn't connect back in any way, really. You're right. I might have chosen a different color hat yeah, or hood. Possibly to, you know, differentiate it a little little bit. Anything to make it even slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> so, Home Invasion, uh, I, I was totally thrown by how crazy and amped up this yeah. got immediately, so it took me a little while to get into it. But again, really well filmed. While it's happening, they have these quick flashes back to Archie in the diner as he's being attacked by the Black Hood. I'm sure that's why they made them the same, to give a very specific flashback. <laughs> Still, I agree with you. Unnecessary. Uh, but in the way the flashes happen, they're so terrifying when they came in. While everybody else is keeping their cool. Like, it's a scary situation, but Veronica goes up to the bedroom all alone with the guy, hits a panic button, come back nice, down, and is like, move, Veronica. gotcha, fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. And then Archie, of course, fucks it up. Yep. Yeah. Archie knows just when to attack after everyone is safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, he runs out where he shouldn't be. And then it's like, what do you think the bodyguard's going to do, Archie? What do you think the family and all those goons are there for? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so the bodyguard, Andre, comes and presumably kills uh, one of these uh, robbery guys. Right. We don't know for sure. I'm but pretty sure he killed all of them, right? Well, he, he, Archie catches one of them, throws him down on the ground. Archie goes away. Here's a gunshot. Later on, Hiram Lodge says, I hope you're okay with what happened without actually saying murdering a guy. Yeah. But And I think it's interesting. I think Hiram is testing to see if Archie is down with murder, and it seems like Archie is totally down with murder. (laughs) So do you think this is another test, though? Previously, we had uh, Hermione testing Archie to find out his loyalty. It's entirely possible that Hiram hired these guys to do the home invasion, knew Veronica would know what to do, knew she was going to be safe, and that they just fired a gun to make it seem like this guy was murdered because they want to see how far Archie is willing to go. Yeah, I think so. But also, like, Hiram Lodge did a great job of, like, let me get these pesky kids out of the way and then was making moves left and right back in Riverdale. Yes, we didn't really talk about that. Uh, Of course, with Papa Poutine out of the way, who I can't believe got name dropped in another episode. Yeah. Hiram buys the trailer park and he buys the newspaper. So slowly... He's not just buying up the South Side. He's buying up all of Riverdale. It's almost like he's playing Monopoly. Oh, no! It's good. Poorly for everybody. <laughs> uh, you should play uh, Strip Jenga instead, I Yeah, think. that would have been a much better like, metaphor to use <laughs> for this episode. He's just setting up all the buildings on a stack, and then yeah. you have to pull so them up. Anything else we need to talk about with the Lodge Lodge part I don't of think the storyline? So. Right, I feel like we covered everything pretty well. Cool. Well, let's talk about the Cheryl stuff, because this, to me, was in a episode filled with big moments definitely to me the biggest moment definitely the biggest emotional sort of change and emotional moments cheryl has been wrestling with her mother being a courtesan the fact that nobody wants to actually have her at this couple's retreat she's feeling lonely tony topaz comes into the bathroom right after she calls jughead and says hey is there anything i can do to help uh do you want to you know hang out or something like that and uh, cheryl yells get your sapphic hands off of me and tears them off and storms off but later she realizes i am lonely and she ends up going to see love simon with tony topaz they sit together cheryl cries during jennifer garter's seat of the movie which again weird product uh, integration but it worked where they're like check out this great emotional scene that sends everybody in the audience to tears don't you want to see this in theaters but then afterwards they're talking about it and it comes out that uh cheryl has been so angry and been so upset not because of her brother dying though that's part of it but because back when she was a teenager she had a best friend named heather who she loved and her mother came in on the two of them in bed together and called her a deviant and called her other names. And Tony Topaz says, no, 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 no. You are special. You are wonderful. You are not a deviant. Yeah. And first I, time I like Tony Topaz. I thought that scene was incredible. Like most really of the stuff great. with Madeline Patch playing Cheryl Blossom is great, but I thought they handled that scene perfectly. Yeah, it was really good, and especially in an episode that was packed, like you said. And this was just like a subplot uh, done in such a like really smart, like concise way. It was really great. The other thing that I think was really interesting about it is Madeline Patch has been pushing for this since well before the season. She said that she thinks it would be interesting for Cheryl Blossom to have a romantic interest. She thought it would be interesting for Cheryl to be bisexual. So it's cool to see that that actually paid off that her interest in that storyline in a really nice way tony topaz said she was by earlier yes yeah so are we looking at shoney Chopez? oh i think so tony blossom 
Festival? Oh, nice. Tony Blossom Festival? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, yeah, I'm there for that romance. I think that's cool. I'm excited to see it. Anything else we need to talk about from the episode? Fun app. Can't wait for the next one. Uh, we got the voiceover at the end of the episode this time instead of the beginning, like all the other episodes. Yeah. So things are definitely going to come <laughs> to it. really rocked his world yeah, with that cool, comment. Cool, great. Uh, so let's talk about the last two things that we always talk about. One, we talked about the Black Hood a little bit this episode, so I think we can talk about that as an overarching mystery. Who is the Black Hood? Or is this a thing that we're even dealing with anymore? Pete? I don't think it's a thing anymore. Uh, but uh, if I had to guess, it's uh, Papa Putin. <laughs> oh, that'd be quite a terrible twist. Um, I do think the Black Hood is going to come back at the end of the season. We have something like, what, five or six more episodes this season. So I think uh, I think we will see it again. I'm still on um, Hal Cooper. Oh, what about a bunch of mice in a human suit? <laughs> Never thought of that. Oh, I like that possibility. I, I'll tell you what. We will retire that after this episode unless it comes back. Starting next week, we can probably run through what is Hiram Lodge up to? How about oh, that? Nice. Is a big That's question. good. I like that. So uh, we'll, we'll shelve that for the moment. As we end every episode, Betty or Veronica. This episode only, Justin, you first. Betty or Veronica? Nice. Um, I'm going uh, Jug Hanukkah. Uh, <laughs> let's make it happen. Um, let's mix it up. Why not? Great. Pete, what about you? Betty, all day. Er, day. We got a dark Betty going on. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, this is Veronica's episode through and through. She makes some bad moves at certain points in the episode, but she also makes some very good moves. Love Veronica. Yeah, so I'm going to go with her. I mean, I would go with Cheryl Blossom because I think she's the best, but I like to stick by the rules. unlike you know, not Pete me. or whatever. I break all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Break the rules of Monopoly, man. Well, you're you... definitely a cheater. <laughs> no way. Can I talk? Yeah, sure. Oh, Pete, wow. Is that all right? Oh. Permission granted. <laughs> Thank Thank you. the floor to Alexander Zalbin for the closing remarks. The Congress of Myself recognizes your remarks, accepts your remarks, and engages in the beginning of this outro from this podcast. If you like our show, you can come see us live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the Pit Loft in New York. We do a live show. We talk about Riverdale, but we also talk about some other stuff. You can come on by, chat about that. Also, patreon.com slash comic book club if you want to support this show and other shows we do also please rate and subscribe and comment on this podcast because that actually helps us a lot in itunes in particular but also google play or wherever you're listening to it pete what else do you want to plug friends on facebook so you can hear about the amazing guests we have on our show thank you so much for listening follow us on twitter at comic book live check us out at comic book club live.com for this podcast and more and we'll see you next week in riverdale impeach pete lapage <laughs> good day seconded <laughs>